Well, here we go. I, I'm pretty sure when I was 15 years old, taking my driver's test or getting my permit, this is what I imagined driving as an adult would be. I'm here <laughs> in the front seat of my car is Sada Namir, burlesque star. Hello. In the back seat, Kevlar B. Lightning, burlesque Hello. star. And Big Daddy. He's <laughs> Daddy. Uh, really, he's a master of ceremonies. He's just a master of all things. Uh, and he is face painted and kind of creepy looking. You kind of made the kids nervous on the street tonight. That's the goal. That's, well, mission accomplished, sir. Well done. Uh, we're going to start this podcast recording here in, in a second. Uh, before we do, I should acknowledge our sponsor, Boost Mobile. And uh, Kevlar, are you going to read the sponsorship this week? I will. Switch to Boost Mobile, where your taxes and fees are included on all plans. Plus, get two lines with three gigs of 4G LTE per line for just $50. All on a fast, reliable Sprint network. Sorry, Sprint nationwide network. There it is. Yeah, Boost makes it easy to switch, and switching makes it easy to save. Damn right. All right, hand that over. Good job, well done. <laughs> that was Thank great. you. Brilliant. I've always wanted to read the fi- fine print on one of these. I don't think Boost expects me to do this on the podcast, but I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> Offer ends eleven two seventeen. Primary line is fifty dollars, with second line zero dollars per month. The total sales price includes the charge for one services and two taxes and fees. Required one line to port in. Lines include unlimited talk, text, and data. Once high-speed data allotment reached speeds reduced to two G speeds until next planned cycle. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. It's car con carne. So here we are. We are eating ice cream tonight. I have burlesque stars eating ice cream in my car. Really, it's an embarrassment of riches happening here in the Mazda 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Big Daddy, you chose the place, didn't you? I did. I did. We love George's. Mm-hmm. George's in Andersonville mm-hmm. on Clark. I, I have, and if you actually go to their Yelp page, you can read a review of their peanut butter sundae that I took almost four <laughs> hours to write once uh, because I was attempting to amuse myself. <laughs> With a Yelp review. That, and that's a, a long peanut butter Sunday review. It was a significant He does not mess around. Time. He takes this stuff very seriously. And it won Yelp review of the day when I wrote it. So well, that's that's what you trade. Four hours of your time, you trade it in, you get a little star next There's time. something for your mantle. Uh, all right, so what kind of ice cream did you get? So what do you have there? I have the exhausted parent with brownie, and it's got bourbon in. Well done. Yeah. It's bourbon espresso, right? Bourbon espresso ice cream. It's really, really Stay up to get home. Yeah. Uh, Grande Padre in the back seat. What did you have? I'm I'm rocking a Superman Sunday with strawberries, whipped topping, and a delightful cherry on top. And for the folks at home, what's in Superman? Uh, that is vanilla, black cherry, and blue moon. That is a great combination. That's it like, really is. That's a postmodern Neapolitan is what that is. It is. All right, all right so Kevlar, what do you have? Um, I have what I think is the best concoction. Can you hold it up as best you can? Because it looked so ridiculous when you got it. I'll spin it a little bit. It's a little melted. Also do a little tip for you. It is uh, the Snapple Lantern, which is a spiced pumpkin and ginger snap ice cream. And on top is their all all the time year round Zanzibar chocolate, which is a nice rich dark chocolate. And then I put marshmallow cream on top. So if you're looking for a fun Halloween Sunday, I got you. That's it. Ooh, no, spooky and delicious. I also got the uh, what was it the Snapple Lantern. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like pumpkin in the fall. I'm a, I'm a basic bitch. I don't mind saying it. Um, I got pumpkin, and I got the peppermint stick. I love peppermint stick ice cream. 
You're playing with two seasons right there. I am. I, I'm really just jumping right into fall and winter. I love this. is delicious ice cream. Yeah. It's chocolate shop ice cream. It's like couple, CVS. You have Halloween and Christmas going on at the same time. <laughs> exactly. But uh, the, the chocolate shop ice cream, there are a couple locations. There's one in Edgebrook over by Devon and Central where they sell this. It's amazing. There's one in Skokie, too. Best ice cream I've had. Also, fun fact about Georgia's here that I like. Um, last summer, they raised their employees' pay to $15 an hour. I think it ended up with being like less than 30 cents per item raised all across the board but they wanted everyone to know like hey the reason you got 30 cents more per ice cream is because we're paying our people a livable wage that's fantastic. yeah i'm down with that fantastic yeah. yeah so i just thought that was a great little bit of extra information yeah because you, you want them to be happy their job isn't easy and they probably go home with ice cream hands like sticky hands every mm-hmm. night i'm sure which doesn't feel good all right so let's talk about peep show while we're here on facebook live sure um big daddy is this mm-hmm. your creation mm-hmm mm-hmm well, it's a group creation. So I'm very lucky in that I work with um, some very talented people. And we decided that we would like to work together on a new uh, variety and burlesque entertainment. And um, <laughs> and I'm very um, grateful that they have come in and lent their talents and uh, their drive and tenacity to the project. So it's brand new. Very, I mean, yeah. We had two uh, shows. Yeah, we only have two That's shows it. under. So our this house. is it. Like we're at ground zero for this production. Correct. Thankfully, this most car of us... eating ice cream tonight. We're here at the at the precipice <laughs> of what will become this huge thing. Definitely, mm-hmm. and so it's big. really great because all of us are well seasoned performers. We all know our craft really well, so it makes coming together a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. It's not like mm-hmm. it's not like we're figuring everything out brand new. It's figuring out everything out together right. and how we work as a group. Mm-hmm. I, I want you, if you're looking on Facebook right now, and if you're listening to the podcast, I apologize. Everyone in this car is dressed up for a burlesque production, <laughs> except for me. We were in we were in the ice cream joint, and Big Daddy wanted to take a selfie with all four of us, mm-hmm. and I didn't even want to take a picture because I, I just stuck out so much. <laughs> it looks like I was superimposed over a picture of you three. We should have put like at least some glitter on your eyebrows or something. We should right. have used a filter and give or like a crown of flowers or something. Yeah, speaking of glitter, that my front seat, my mm. passenger seat is toast, right? It's never going to be the same. Sada is wearing a purple, a very, very fun dress there. Oh, thank you. I, mean, I, I like the uh, mm-hmm. flower. Very nice touch. Adorable. I, talk to me about burlesque stage names. <laughs> they're they're interesting. They're fun. They're not as fun as roller derby names. They can be. <laughs> I mean, I think <laughs> I think intense. mine's pretty great. Well, I think you're right in that there are some great <laughs> roller derby names. But uh, absolutely, yeah, you'll hear some great burlesque names, especially in our community. There's some really creative people. Yeah. All right, so tell me where Sauda came from. Sauda, um, it will Sauda Namir means dark kitten. So, in what language? In Persian. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. All right, Kevlar B Lightning. Now, I should actually, before I have you <laughs> explain. Kevlar B Lightning yes. is the curvy cutie with a bulletproof booty. Yes. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> the uh, tagline. Yes. <laughs> the curvy cutie with a bulletproof beauty. Uh, so why Kevlar B, B Lightning? Um, it's really funny. Is when I was creating a stage name, I I was kind of like Kevlar. Um, you know, it's, a, it's an incredible fabric. I'm an engineer by trade, so the material science behind Kevlar is really fucking cool. Um and if you don't want me to swear, you can't tell me now. <laughs> it's going to happen a lot. I, I knew what that. I was getting into here. Let's, let's be know. clear. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I always thought the word Kevlar kind of sounded like a name. It kind of sounds like one to me. And Kev is really cute for like a nickname. 
And so I picked that first and trying to find like a last name that fit. Um, I did a bunch of like name generators on the internet. I did like a burlesque name generator, but I didn't like any of those because I was like Von Kitten. Latiz. And I'm like, I don't want that. That's not who I am as a performer. I'm not Kevlar Von Tees. It's not who I am. So I kept looking, and I think Lightning popped up as one of the names, I think, on, like, a rave kid generator. (laughs) Like, name generator. I I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I kind of like Lightning. I thought about it for a while. The most interesting thing is the B. Um, The B stands for bitch. Because <laughs> Wait, no, bitch big, is my middle name. Big Daddy, <laughs> uh, if, you, if you can't see this, if you're listening on the podcast, Big Daddy's shaking his head with enthusiasm there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was just noticing to myself that, of, of course, the engineer went through a trial process to find the end product. My God, that's true, isn't it? a variety it? of sources, so her training came into play. Nerdiness is the sexiest quality. Yeah. It is. Um, I, I, is I that true? Because Big Daddy and I were talking about comic books before you girls came in. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Talking about graphic novels and single issues. Yeah, we were getting deep into it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nerded out. But as a lady, well, I we, we can like, keep going. I always loved the idea of, of people like, oh yeah, Danger's my middle name. And I, as a woman, I'm like, no, bitch is my middle name. It's so when I'm, if someone ever yells, bitch, I'm like, yes, that's my middle name. How can I help you? See, again, these are the differences between me and all of you. My middle name's Daniel. Nothing exciting about it. <laughs> well, that, that'll come in handy. It's if okay. I got to pick mine, so. Daniel at you on the street, you could say, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's take a step back. Um, burlesque is such a big presence, such a big scene here in Chicago. Your individual starts in burlesque, and we talked about this a little bit mm-hmm. as we were waiting for ice cream, but it, I guess uh, to the microphone, to the to the camera, how did you start in burlesque? Um, well, way back, many, many moons ago, I started in hot and heavy burlesques, tributes um, to horror, and that was put on by Viva La Muerte, who has since moved on to Vegas, and she's a wildly successful entertainer. Um, I really like horror. And I was pulled into. Wait, wait, stop right there. Favorite horror movie. Favorite horror movie. Yes. Of all time ever. Of all time ever. Can I just pitch my own? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Good answer. (laughs) Let's get to that, but first, tell me your the one that you're not in. Okay. Uh, Favorite horror movie of all time ever. I'm gonna say. Hmm. I know there are so many. See, because I really, really, really like old horror movies. Like mine's Cabinet, really easy. Like my favorite. Caligari. Mine is the original Halloween. Okay. I watch it every year. It's not like the best, like in terms of like any single thing, but I just love but watching you, you it. You got Jamie Lee Curtis, Donald Pleasance. I mean, that's great yeah. stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. It is. I just right. I really like old, old, old horror. I'll like, watch monster movies all day and all night. Like all the old Hammer stuff, the Universal oh, stuff. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. All right, so your movie is. Okay, if I have to go new, I'm just going to say... Your actual movie. That's, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say Dig Two Graves. Is my Dig Two Graves, movie. available for streaming on Netflix. It is not it is. Dick Two Graves. Dig. If you look up Dick Two Graves, you get a whole different <laughs> movie. a different movie. Don't look up Dick Two Graves. Dig Two Graves. Dig. When you embark on a journey of revenge, Dig oh. Two Graves. Ooh, that's good. Yes, I'm like over here, like wanting to like applaud you, but I'm like, there's a microphone in my face. Don't clap in. <laughs> don't clap in the microphone. Just snap Careful it. There, Just snap it, I'm like, I'm like golf snapping over in the corner for you. Uh, like, Big Daddy, yes. do you watch horror at all? Do you have well, time from? I'm a sensitive lad, and, <laughs> and and a fancy gentleman. Fancy gentleman. Fancy. You got to watch out for fancy gentlemen, though. They could be sinister, 
uh, or wonderful, and or both, really, or both. Um, so I, I, I actually, when I was a kid, I used to have like really intense nightmares from horror movies. So I couldn't really watch them. But as I've gotten older, obviously I've outgrown that, and so I'm, I'm starting to discover them late in life. Um, one of my favorites was *The Devil's Backbone* by Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Del Toro, yeah, because that is an atmospheric, creepy. It's not about necessarily even like there's gore porn. I mean, that's definitely a thing, and it's out there, and uh, and that's a whole other genre. I liked the uh, like the the ghost story of *Devil's Backbone* and how it playfully teased all of that out before the uh, end reveal. So I, I'll tell you, I, I mentioned this on the podcast before. One of my favorite movies from the past two years, I like those movies that are slow burners, where just that creepy sense of dread and foreboding just keeps building on itself. Uh, another movie on Netflix called The Invitation, which is horror, thriller. Have any of you seen this? No. no. Okay. I like that. I'm like, hmm, let me listen. I'm going to... All right. So noting that. basic concept, it's a dinner party, and a guy is invited to his ex-wife's house. She's throwing a dinner party, and all their old friends are going to be there. The guy takes his current girlfriend. He, he has trepidation about it. He's not feeling really good about it. Well, yeah, and, it's your ex-wife's house. That's weird. Right. They get there, and everything on the surface looks normal-ish. <laughs> but things progressively get a little more curious and uncomfortable. And he starts to think, like, well, maybe I'm the asshole. Maybe I'm, I'm reading the room wrong. Things go completely out of control, and it has, I swear to God, the best ending I've seen in years. Wow. The invitation, wow. and it's a slow burn. It's not nice. an immediate payoff. It is a gradual. No, I know just, what my evening plans are. I, I'm telling you, Kevlar, you'll love this. It's it's such a, a great movie. Does it have like a Hitchcock pacing? Yeah, it's 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 not. It requires your attention, but the the guy. I wish I knew the actor's name. He is so great as he he represents us. He's the only one who's not nuts in the movie, and you just kind of watch him go through it. it it's just it's fantastic. All right, so back to burlesque. You got your start doing horror, right? Thank yes. you. Yes, mm-hmm. I tangented us with my horror burlesque, and now well, I no, I, I took you. I, I went the tangent though. Uh-huh. Uh huh. All right, Kevlar. When did you start? Um, I started about four and a half years ago. Mine is actually a really weird story. Um, at, I was in college, and I decided I was going to help the brand new feminist theater board. So the theater board kind of like works together, tries to put on plays and stuff like that. Um, and I was their technical director and we were doing one play and we're like, well, we need a fundraiser for it. How do we, you know, how, what do we do to fundraise? And the director of that play was like, well, my mom's a costume designer in LA and she recently did a show about burlesque and, you know, made a bunch of costumes for it. I, you know, did this history paper for one of my theater classes on burlesque. Why don't we do a burlesque show? Um, and we found one student at the college who did take classes at Vodzilla. Um, one was a dance major, and the other one, she was like a theater vocal, like trained uh, student. So they were our directors. I put in air quotes because you can't see that on the radio. Um, <laughs> yep, I realized that. <laughs> air quotes, directors. Air quotes. End quotes. Um, so I think the first year we had about 20 students. Um, and we took about two months, maybe three. We did classes. We had some professionals come in and talk to us a couple times. Um, the first year, I had a solo act. I had a group number I was in, and I was the host of the show. So we can say I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> since so then, were you fearless going into this? Kind of, yeah. I was like, well, this is a new thing. I, I love collecting skills. And so I was like, yeah, I'll do this. I'll figure out what this is about. 
and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, this last year, they had me come back and do some classes this past spring, and I think they got up to about 110 students participating. That's huge. Yeah, it was great. Um, most of them were group numbers with like six or seven people in it. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, I'm sure, creates a sense of security and kind of cuts down or Definitely. limits the fear factor if you're up, up there with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was your experience when you started, right? Yeah, I started with um, some group numbers and duets. Um, it, it's a lot of fun to dance with someone. So I still do a lot of duets now with my current partner. It's funny, me and Sada are actually thinking about making a, a holiday duet. Um, because right now, Peep Show has a lot of just solo performers. We have a couple duets, but most of us are solo performers because most of Chicago you know, burlesque scene is you you get hired, you come in, you play your music, you do your act, you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, so most people just have their solo numbers because that's the way it's the easiest way to get out there to get paid. But now that Peep Show starting with our troupe, we want to develop something new, something different, something that involves more people. So we want to do a duet because we're both like, you know what this show needs? More group number. Yeah. yeah, I support this entirely. <laughs> Fantastic idea. I think this is the first he's hearing. <laughs> yes. By the way, we're going to do a group number. I'm on board, 100%. It's, it's going to be at least a duet between the two of us. Yeah, for sure. Sold. Uh, we didn't mention, did we, where Peep Show plays? Oh, well, I would be happy to do that for you. Why, Peep Show is available on the first Saturday every month at the Playground Theater, 3209 North Halstead at 11.49 p.m. Tickets are available at www.bimbamburly.com. Bimbamburly.com. Yes. Uh, and since we were talking about horror, you're taking a Halloween-type theme next month, right? That's yes. true. Our show is called Crypt Tease. Or things that go bump and grind in the night. Got it. Sauda came up with that tagline, which is wonderful. Things that go bump and grind in the night. I yeah. can't say it without shimmy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what you can't see on the podcast is as he's saying that, me and Slaughter are both like shimmying. Shim, shim. Yeah. So we're just like, yes, bump and grind. Well, and what you can't see also, Kevlar is wearing, what kind of dress are you wearing? Um, It's sort of a gown, but it's also like a, a wiggle dress kind of. It's skin yeah, tight. Get, get, I'm gonna, like, get close to me. I'm really like try to shout into the cam- the, the yeah. microphone. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll get over. I'll move. Um, there's a lot of cleavage going on. I, d- yes. I didn't even notice. God bless America. You didn't notice? Oh, I'm not doing my job then. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it out there. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, and so this actually, it's one of the very few pieces of burlesque clothing I have that I didn't make myself. Um, it, this is a Glinda from Pinup Girl Clothing. Lovely. In the shade Ivory. I, I gotta say, I, I think you're both very tastefully dressed. I feel bad though that I did wear something I made. <laughs> well, I, okay. it's still, it's I was still like, oh man, I should have promoted myself by wearing. Girl, clothing. when you wear it, you make. I didn't it. make this necklace though. <laughs> a super. Oh, it's very stunning, very stunning. All right, so here's what we're gonna do: Facebook Live. Thank you for watching. Uh, we're gonna keep recording this podcast. This podcast will be available on carconcarne.com the week of the 25th. Uh, so thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Say bye, everybody. And we're also bye. gonna eat ice cream. Bye. It's important to eat ice cream when the camera's not looking. Oh, I, I've been eating so the whole good. time. This I is killed so mine. good. My ice cream is done and It's gone. done? Also, yeah. funny enough, I realized um, I wasn't the only one having trouble eating my ice cream. Um, I'm on the driver's side right now because that has slightly less space. And those who may not know, I'm much smaller than someone named Big Daddy. So tiny. <laughs> um, so I took the space that's smaller. Um, Which, that was a noble sacrifice. But the problem is... While I am left-handed and Big Daddy is right-handed, mm. we both have been eating around a microphone. <laughs> you should yeah. have sat in the front. It, it's, it's, it's like we're eating uh, ice I, cream with chopsticks back here. It's I know. I just very like very delicate. I was, as I was eating, I turned over and see Big Daddy also reaching 
Like, I'm going out under the microphone. He's reaching over the microphone. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm glad I'm not the only one struggling today. A little game of Twister back there. Yeah. Delicious, so, delicious Twister. Hey, Kevlar, you talked about basically doing everything in a show. I'm sure that the rush to get on stage, to get, you know, do everything right on time, it's imperfect. I'm sure that... Oh, of course. There are times when you get out there and maybe you're not quite ready yet. <laughs> maybe talk about some of those times. Well, first, it just reminds me of every stress dream I've ever had about burlesque. <laughs> um, oh everyone God, starts... nightmares. I, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm backstage getting ready and someone's like, oh, you're, you're next. They're, you're saying your tagline right now. I'm not dressed and I look over into my, my suitcase and none of my costumes are there. That's the stress dream I've had several have you, times. Have you ever actually, either of you, been announced and not be ready to go? Like, really and truly have to, like, just run on as you are and go from there? Has that actually um, happened in a no, show? No, I, I am far too happen. neurotic. They, yeah. uh, <laughs> they called me before I was supposed to go on. Oh, and they got their running order out yeah, of Yeah, someone messed something up, and so <laughs> there was, like, a 10-minute of just the host kind of doing a thing because the person who was supposed to be on wasn't ready and I wasn't supposed to be on so I wasn't ready it wasn't good but that was like years ago and we've moved past that you know I, I think a, a question if someone has not seen burlesque a very natural question is what's the audience like is it is it is there's it mostly a, guys is it a mix there are a few kinds of audiences but almost always there's more women than men Wait, I would not. I would never have expected that. Really, it's um, usually an even split. But yeah, if you're going to have a differential, I would say there's always more women than men in the yeah, audience. There, it's usually pretty balanced. Um, I find that a lot of women enjoy the aspect of seeing uh, burlesque dancers, usually women burlesque dancers, being confident and sexually empowered on stage. Mm-hmm. I can see um, that. Also, bachelor pet, bachelorette parties freaking love going to burlesque shows. True. Because it's like, yeah, let's all get sexy together. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. Plus, you like learn a thing or two. Yeah. And you're going to need like, that oh, information. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, too. I, the times that I've seen, like, a, a lady in the audience that maybe was trepidatious going into it, not sure what she was getting into. Because, you, I mean, you're if you're, you're if you're not experienced with it, you may have kind of a uh, wild out there concept based upon either what the media has shown you sure. in, the shoe, in, the, in the few reflections of it or strip clubs, which is, you know, what, a common touchstone culturally. Um, but I have consistently... Every time seeing that trepidatious lady make it through the first act and then relax and go, oh, okay, this is in my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I can sit back I and get enjoy what's this. Going on. Yeah, and I've seen it, it converts every time. So I, I cannot count. I cannot remember the times where somebody said this is, you know, disgusting or this is, you know, where you got a negative reaction. Usually, it's a, a successful conversion. Yeah, the only people I know who have negative reactions to it haven't seen burlesque. Yeah. Yes. Um, there are some women who are like, oh, that's so gross. It's just basically stripping. It's all about, you know, pleasing men, yada, yada, yada. You know, it's all about, you know, the male gaze and whatnot, which I'm like, no, it's not. Well, they're grossly un- uninformed. Yeah. And so um, when you challenge those opinions, they go away. Yeah. And so that's what anyone who ever like, oh, I don't like burlesque. I'm like, well, have you seen a show? And they're yeah. like, no. And I'm like, well, then come see one and I'll show you what you're missing. Well, cause it's theater. Absolutely. It's it's sexy, it's a show. empowered, often weird. <laughs> and each uh, solo performance usually has a narrative base behind it or a concept or a hook or something beyond clothes are coming off. I mean, th- I mean, the way to think of it is that the clothes coming off is one aspect of it in the same way in an improv show, no props is an aspect of it, but it doesn't define it. I mean, uh, in the same way that uh, uh, burlesque is... Uh, creatively based by the individual performer, you're seeing them 
give you the vision they want on stage. And there's always something going on underneath the surface or overtly there for you to enjoy beyond the striptease. But right, let's stop there. Let's talk about the individual vision. When you put together one of your numbers, what are you looking for musically or thematically? I'm Chicago's charismatic chameleon. And so oftentimes my music comes first. I'm addicted to a song or I have or I see a swatch of fabric and I'm like, that's the character. And then build it I'm off my costume. My I'm like, yes, yes. These yes. are the true things. Well, it's it's <laughs> it's individually direct. It's self-directed. It's it's um, it's my vision top to bottom. I create my own costumes and choreography and I'll edit my music. So it's not just, you know, an off the radio track, um, whether that's putting in. Uh, sound cues or um, dialogue from movies. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I have a Shaun of the Dead act that I do for Halloween sometimes, and I've layered the clips from the movie over the music, so it tells a narrative of that. me turning into a zombie. That's so cool. Kevlar, how about you? Um, for me, it's kind of a sa- the same thing. Um, sometimes I just... Like, again, sometimes it's a color. I know I have an act I've been touring with a little bit, and... It was two winters ago, I remember, I was at Target, and I saw this bra and panties that was this beautiful forest green, and I could not fucking leave the store without it. Hmm. There was, like, no chance. Like, I saw it, like, one week before, and I came back the second week, and I'm like, I can't, I can't not take These it. These girls are going home with me. Mm-hmm. And it was just this, this gorgeous green, and I, you know, a couple of weeks after that, I rhinestoned it, and then I did not use it for a year and a half. I used it once for sort of, like, a throwaway event. Um, that they're like, oh, just bring a Christmas act. And I, like, wore the bra and, like, some red shorts, and I was, like, a Christmas tree. It was, like, a throwaway, like, you know, nothing important. And then I think about March, I, like, actually developed it in, of this year, I developed it into an act. So I added pieces to it. I had a panel skirt. I put some shorts and a corset on. Um, and I did that a little bit. And then I was like, you know what this act needs? A huge fucking boa. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and you should say that the song that you chose is Green Onions by Booker T. And which is one of the all-time great so instrumentals. Good. Fantastic. It right? is. And it's, it's the reason I picked that one, and that's what I kind of spurred it all, is I loved the bass line. Um, I grew up listening to hip-hop. I love a really heavy bass line. Um, and I was trying to figure out how do I, as Kevlar, do classic burlesque, but still be true to me? The answer is 12-bar blues. That's amazing. Because I need something to shake my ass to. That's how I find music. We all need that Kevlar. If I can't shake my ass to it, I do not want to dance to it. It's true. Uh, The burlesque scene, I I mentioned this earlier, seems really strong and big in this city. And it has for uh, really over a decade running. I mean, I'm very aware of it. Mm -hmm. Multiple productions, varying lengths. What's your perception? All three of you in the car and doesn't matter who answers what's your perception of the scene here in chicago i'll I'll very briefly answer because these ladies have much more interesting answers than i do but oh good then i'm glad you're first yeah let me get my crap out of the way (laughs) and i'll make it short so uh i started in january of 2004 and they the culturally they believe like 2000 was kind of the touchstone of the neo-burlesque revolution and chicago was one of the cities that that uh that got a strong uh burly scene new york uh seattle actually Mm -hmm. uh not so much la um but those are the cities where you were you were seeing a revival that was feminist based that was uh very empowering and i remember when i i mean i was a patron first and friends of mine were producing 
the classic Chicago burlesque show, the Belmont Burlesque Review. And I think I went to three or four of them in a row. And, you know, the producers are friends of mine, so I'm there to support them as well before I got drafted in 2004. And at that time, there were only two other shows in town. So there were three burlesque shows total Back then, there was a uh, LGBTQ-specific show at the Hot House. Mm -hmm. There was a show at the Lakeshore Theater. Uh, And then there was the Belmont Burlesque Review. And then shortly thereafter, the fantastically talented uh, Michelle L'Amour created her starlets and started that show as well. Uh, And at last count now, 13 years later, there are 60 or 70 troops and shows happening around the city of Chicago at any given time. That's insane. So it's a massive explosion in 13 years. Which tells me, Big Daddy, it's a competitive scene. I mean, oh. It's, it's successful. Yes, it's very competitive. Very. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to cut through. I would imagine. It can be. It can there, be. There's a lot of very specific difficulties with it. Um, challenges. Challenges. <laughs> She'll say challenges. Well, you know what the secret yes. is, really, if you want to cut through eat ice cream in a car and record, <laughs> record the whole fucking thing. That's absolutely. That's the plan. That's our, that's our angle. That's the secret to marketing success, clearly. Uh, all right, so what are your perceptions? Right, I'll, let, I'll let Sada um, finish her bite. Yes. Um, so I'll distract people with my voice and say, uh, I've been here a much shorter time, so my view is much different. I've learned a lot from Sada. She's helped me navigate some of the difficulties and challenges I've encountered as an independent performer. And it's been priceless to have her in my life. Oh, that's good. Oh, Kevlar. <laughs> I'm so touched. Sweet. And now you can talk because there's not food in your mouth. Great. So um, I've been around for a very long time. Um, and I've watched the city go through these cycles, these ebbs and flows where they go from mostly mercenary shows, you know, traveling suitcase, bunch of hired gun performers coming together for I, I one night I didn't know what only. you meant by that. I just, I, I assume people got killed, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I only do that in one of, two of, three. People get murdered in my acts a lot, a lot but, a lot. Um, yeah, so we've gone through these, these very, like, piecemeal times, and um, then plug there will and play be, is another way yeah, to call those. Yeah, plug and play. Very, very good, Kevlar. And then we'll go through very troop-heavy times. And the entire career that I've been around, I have been fiercely independent. This is the first time that I've really put all in on a troop. So, um, I have a lot of faith in this particular crew. Yeah, well, and and that, that uh, the, your buy-in, um, Made me think. Okay, dude, you need to get your shit together because <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a talented performer who's been uh, successfully uh, having a career in Burley as an independent performer. If she's going to give you your time and her attention, you need to get your shit together. So well, it's very kind and super appreciated. It's a good motivator. <laughs> fear, fear of screwing it up. All right. So again, the show is Peep Show. Yes. yes. Peep Show. Peep, Peep show. show. And the address again, Big Daddy. 3209 North Halstead, the Playground Theater. Uh, is it through October or is it through, when does it end? We're booked uh, th- now through December. We've got, Great. we normally will be um, uh, monthly uh, on the first and third Saturdays with some alternations, but we picked up a couple of extra uh, Saturdays in October because we have a lot of Halloween acts that we're excited mm-hmm. to get out on the stage, and then we picked up an extra show uh, in December as well because there's some fun holiday numbers to get out. You can find all those dates on bimbamburly.com. Look at that. And I would imagine Halloween lends itself to burlesque. The gothy type stuff, I'm sure, goes over well. It's one of the busiest times of our year. I would imagine. 
Yeah. And you see some really uh, wildly creative theatrical solos uh, because people are creatively inspired by the Halloween-y. So, yes. All right. So did everybody have fun? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Is it over? Thanks so much for having I know. I was, I was like, did we wait, reach our climax? I was like, this sounds like he, a closing is happening already. Yeah. Yeah. We're winding down. Well, it doesn't have to end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's keep this car party going. You can I find still us have ice cream. Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> I, I'm very proud of you for making that last. I couldn't. I, I just. Mine was just. I can I pace mine myself extraordinarily well. I'm I cannot. I, I have. I have lasting power. And that. Ooh. ooh. I, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Thank you. Then I've done my job. <laughs> uh, Big Daddy. I have nothing that's going to top that. That's your ender. That's your closer right there. That's it. We're done. That's yeah. it. Uh, thank you, Boost Mobile, for sponsoring the show, and thank you, everybody in the car. Sada Kevlar. Big Daddy? Big Daddy, you have a surname, don't you? Oh, uh, Big Daddy Issues. <laughs> that will never Polish. not be funny to me. <laughs> that will never not be funny. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having us, James.